Hello and welcome to week 6 of Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episodes 23 through 26, ending part 2, Battle Tendency. Can I touch you? Are you out of touch? Considering what's been happening, I was going to mention it before and kept forgetting. The old love lines that I've been listening to, these new, newly um, recovered tapes from a mysterious source, everybody knows who it is, uh, they include the ads that I guess were just like they were station side or something. Uh, I don't know if. I guess it depends on where you listen to it if you actually heard these ads, but they're, it's always the same two. And one of them is for the HBO Spawn series. And so you just get these clips of uh, Keith, da- Keith David, yeah, saying like, I told you cops not to come into my alley. Like, <laughs> like every commercial break. And I was really hoping it was just... Todd McFarlane narrating them, but oh, man. Keith David's pretty I good wish. too. Uh, I wish. Uh, but the other one is, and this was 1999, for a Dennis Miller comedy special on HBO. And it's like, <laughs> he rants, therefore he is. See the comedic stylings of Mr. Dennis Miller. And it has these hilarious clips from it. Uh, my favorite of which is where he's like, I tell you about this Y2K. That hit Quanyet. I love this extremely gay Dennis Miller that you do. Please it's, go it's, on. it's basically Paul Lind, but snarkier. <laughs> I don't play football, play cha-cha. Anyway, he's like, this Y2K, how about you just take your computer back to the kid at Circuit City it sold it to you and say, hey, you gave me a lemon. When you fix the clock on this, <laughs> it's like great. It's good material, Dennis. Thanks. You're literally doing Dennis's set better than he did. A cha cha. I'm Larry Davis. Big fan of Dennis Miller, obviously. George no. Brundle. I'm a fan of air traffic control recordings. <laughs> that stuff's not gonna be in it. Uh, because that's that's just depressing. Real quick, before we completely move on, they did have one of that whole oh, thing boy. with Harrison Ford almost colliding nice. with Nice! Okay, yes. that's good. I actually... There's, there's, real good, there's a real good bit where they have the phone call where Harrison Ford has to explain what the hell he did to, like, an authority at what, whatever aviation thing deals with that. And F-A-A. the guy's just like, can I get your... Yeah, sure. He's like, can I get your name and number? And he's like, uh... Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> then just like bleeping the number. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is the Millennium Falcon. What do you think? The, right after that, the the FAA guy is just like, you know, all right, let me get your information down. You know, it's no big deal. And then there's this pause, and Harrison's like, uh, well, it is for me. <laughs> that Harrison. Anyway, yeah, JoJo. He's high all the time. 
You can't stop him. <laughs> That's honestly probably why he almost hit that Boeing. Yeah. And you know, Dennis Miller was alright on Weekend Update. He wasn't as good as Norm yeah, MacDonald, sure. but who is? Oh. It's an impossible standard to live up to. Or what? Was Dennis Miller before? He must have been before Norm, right? I, th- I, I think he was before. Because I think after did, Norm are... was Colin Quinn? Yeah, I was going to say, what a tragic thing it would be if he is who followed Norm. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of tragic things about Colin Quinn. Judge's Bizarre and Adventure Dennis Miller. is an anime yeah. series based on a... <laughs> I think we watched it, right? Uh, I, I might have just watched a bunch of Dennis Miller comedy specials. Did they involve All Dennis right, this Miller? this is the episode or... where we get real weird with it. I mean, you know, Dennis sprouted wings and then he shot feathers out and those turned into piranhas. That That's this, right? Yeah, there was that bit later where Colin Quinn was, like, racist against Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Sherry O'Terry comes out and he's like, uh, wait a second, are you Japanese? And they kicks her in the groin. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this week we're talking about episodes 23 through 26 of the first season Finishing it out Part 2, Battle Tendency And it is quite an ending Yeah, goddamn, yes it is Uh, which when we last left off Uh, Whamu was powering up his ultimate attack And we open up and he's still sucking up a bunch of air Sucking it Just straight up Mm -hmm. He's got all these and weird tubes coming out. Yep, and he's condensing it, and he begins to expel it through a paper-thin slit. Uh, so basically, it's like the water gun on uh, on Metal Gear, yeah. where it shoots at such high pressure that it can cut through, like, anything. Wait, Metal Gear? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all right. That's... Out of, I think, the three impressions that you have done on this program, the closest one to the actual voice. Gear. Now you're getting further from it. Metal (laughs) gear. (laughs) Even further. No, at that point, it's basically Peace Walker Snake. Okay, yeah, I was going to say it's Old Snake, but yeah, sure. So he can't see because he's still blind. And he's just dragging this like uh, this laser beam of air all over the place. You think that snake was better like... than my Dennis Miller? I yes, like not that. Can't... The Dennis Miller mm. one was more entertaining, but the snake was more authentic. Well, what about Ray Romano though? Let me hear it again. Oh, snake! <laughs> Fuck no. Sounds perfect to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Tell me what one this is... does. <laughs> this is the last episode of Stand and Deliver. Because I'm not friends happens. with Larry anymore. <laughs> This is what happens when we record at weird times. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Okay, um... So we open up and we're sucking it. I gotta start all the way at the beginning, by the way, and I want you to know it's your fault. That's fine with me. 
Okay, yeah, sucking, sucking in the air. In he, he's yep. uh, he expels it through a small slit. It's uh, they even say it's like high pressure water, like a water cutter. Uh-huh. They literally say yes. that. So thanks for your hot metal gear comparison. I mean, I wrote it down. Yeah. Uh, but that's also causing an excessive amount of heat and friction inside Whammy's body, which is causing him to like break apart. Yeah. The stress. Uh, so Joseph's last. Joseph's last-ditch effort is to throw a firebomb at Whamu, hoping his tubes will suck in the flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Whamu's attack slices his little, like, makeshift jar he has in half. Like, he, it, it's, it looks like a cologne bottle or something that he has stuffed a rag into. I mean, it's a flask. Oh, okay. Um, it's glass, but it's still it's a flask. So it gets sliced in half. And uh, as that happens, Whamu has finally found where Joseph's head is at. So he's ready to just, like, slice into him. Yes, because he's still blind from gouging his own eyes out. Yeah. Because Whamu's cool. Yes, yes he is. Uh, so, in desperation, because his, like, his last-ditch attack is missed, uh, Joseph throws Caesar's headband, uh, which is on fire somehow. Or I think he like whips it back into the fire behind him or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I whip my headband back and forth. <laughs> That's back right. Back and forth. Yeah. Uh sure. Anyway, he throws in Wemu cuts it up. Yeah. Uh reminding Joseph that he can sense anything that's like away from like any movement that is away from the flames Wamu can actually like sense. Yep. Uh but Joseph cool. Yes. Joseph, on the other hand, a trickster, a charlatan, (laughs) a magician, a master of illusion and sleight of hand. A mind freakist. Because this was his plan the entire time. Yeah. For the, like, the 30th time in these 26 episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, a character goes, oh, you thought you beat me, but actually, I counted on you doing that. Yep, I wrote down... Opera is playing as Jojo tells Mwamu he's already lost. <laughs> so the oil from the jar is now vapor and is getting sucked into Mwamu's uh, tubes, and the flames from Caesar's headband are still lingering in the air, which are also sucked in, and that just causes Mwamu to blow the hell up. Yep. R.I.P. Mwamu. Yeah. Well, before uh, that, and so... he, like, uh... Jojo goes over to him and he's like, hey, you're the cool dude, so here, I'm gonna cut my hand open and, like, a, just a waterfall of blood is going to pour out for about three minutes. And this'll, like, cool you off or whatever as you die. And Wemu is asking why he would do this, like, don't take pity on me. And Jojo says, well, why did you let Caesar, uh, use his last bit of him on to put his headband in the ring and the bubble or whatever and Whammy's like oh that's because I had respect for him as a warrior and Jojo's like yeah well guess what that's the same here idiot that's what I'm doing so appreciate it and then he, yeah I mean come it was on. weird how my subtitles threw that in I mean reminder that in mine ACDC actually said like if you want the ring you'll have to take it from me dickheads <laughs> <laughs> or a stone, I guess it was the stone. Yeah. Um, and 
yeah, the Jojo takes the antidote, so now he doesn't have the ring on his heart anymore, as Whammy yeah. wanted to see Wh- him take it. Yeah, and uh, as as Whammy was dying, happy to know that he's been bested by somebody like Joseph, by a true warrior, vampires just start attacking. Yeah. yeah. Vampires don't know respect. No, well, so, Cars does not know respect. No, uh, we will get into Cars' extreme levels of disrespect very shortly. But first, Whammy stuffs his head into the giant crossbow, pulls it back with his hair, launches himself into the crowd of vampires, and his head, like a cannonball, just eviscerates them. Uh huh. Whammy was so cool. <laughs> Now you see why I wanted to be him on the... Uh... Yeah! So, I actually... I had heard from a certain person that we both know. Uh, he had suggested that I would be Stroheim for the art for this chapter. And I thought, well, for one thing, probably not a good idea to appear as an actual literal Nazi. Yeah. Uh, second, I didn't want to spoil rad cyborg Stroheim for you. Yeah, that would have undoubtedly come up when looking for images of him. Yeah. Or even, like, yeah, because I wouldn't want to, if that was the route we went with, I wouldn't want to be just regular Stroheim. I gotta be cool, guile-haired, like, gun-in-stomach Stroheim. I was going to say, the thing that actually I think would have been the bigger spoiler to me is finding out that he had sick guile hair. Yeah. Because I managed to piece together that he got mercenary towed at least. Hmm. Like, maybe not to the extent of knowing he had a stomach cannon, but, like, I still figured out that he'd be a robot man. So, Whamu finally uh, expires. He gets he gets turned into dust and scattered into the wind, and Joseph gives him a final salute. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. What he says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, he said it, not me. I'm trying. I'm mostly just trying to hold myself back from Infinity War jokes right now because oh. the proximity to which we're recording this and seeing Whamu get dusted. I mean, you kind of just did it, but okay. Spoilers. Whamu saying, "I don't feel so good. I don't want to go, Mister <laughs> Joe Star." <laughs> 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 anyway So They'll be uh, fine They'll be fine They're yeah. making more movies Yes They're all coming Whamu will be back In part three I can guarantee it They're not gonna just let Whamu die Well um, No No Whamu's dead He's coming but, back But look By the time this comes out If you haven't seen Infinity War by now Whatever you, Yeah Clearly you don't care So, uh, so. but Cars, while, while all this is going on, Cars has a brief flashback uh, to when they were just pillar minning around before they got turned into stone, and uh, Whamu and Cars have a Haman using child in front of them. And Cars is like, yo, kill this kid, he can use Haman. Like, we can't let anyone with his power live. And Whamu's like, man, that's a kid. Like, that's, I'm, no, that's fucked up. Yeah. So Cars kills him instead, and then thinks like, "Huh, oh, Whamu is weak." 
Which is kind of a weird thing to take from that. Because, like, otherwise, Cars seems to acknowledge that Whamu is, like, the strongest one apart from him. Yeah. Uh, he also then takes his, uh, his turban off, and I just have written here, Cars has really good hair. I Yes, I just wrote, Cars beautiful hair. Yes, the best hair in this series so far. So far. Yeah. I have seen some characters from part three who I would make the argument have better hair. I know a couple from part four that have better hair, too. Mm. We get some real good hair coming in up, fact, but for now... There, there's a really cars. good just, like, hair change part in late in part four where... I, I won't ruin it, but a character changes his hair in a really great way. No, anyway. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it is well, too bad that part three will be like 85 goddamn episodes long. It's, um... Actually, let me look here. I have this. Uh, The wrap-up for season two will be week 22. So Nice! I talked to you earlier about ordering those jo- Jojonium books, and me sitting here going like, they're still releasing part three in the U.S. When does it end? Yeah. Because I already bought, like, I bought seven damn volumes. I spent, like, $100 on these. And I'm and still going. I'm surprised there are that many of the Jojoniums, because I figured they would be about half of what the previous, like, smaller versions were, but apparently not. Yeah. So Lisa, Lisa, and Cars are ready to fight. Uh, and Joseph is over here going, like, hey, you're still a woman, though, so, like, let me fight instead. And Lisa, Lisa's like, fuck off. And Joseph is just standing there going like, huh, that's some 50-year-old. Yeah, he's a spoken like a true 50-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Because Joseph is an idiot. He's such a stupid, simple boy. Uh, there's a pile of weapons at Lisa Lisa's feet, and Cars is like, yo, I'm using my bone blades, and Whamu would be very disappointed if I didn't offer you something. And Lisa Lisa just kicks that yep. shit just... off this little pillar that they're standing on. Knocks it off like Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer. Just like, knocks it off. He's like, I don't care. It all falls. It's it's just like axes and swords and maces and shit piled up, and it all just falls off as like one big clump of weapons. Yep. Oh, I love it. Uh, But Cars is fighting with a plan. Uh, And his plan is uh, great. I love it. It's yeah. a solid plan. It works. Yeah. He uses his light mode to blind Lisa. Lisa. He just solar flares her, yeah. and uh, which she uh, ends up. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, he used that on his blades, uh, like in his first appearance, like at that uh, the cottage where all the Nazis were, and yeah. he has not used it since. Although I guess he hasn't really been in a fight since then. I guess so. Yeah, no, this would be the first one since that. Yeah. Uh, but Lisa but... Lisa has a special uh, ham-on scarf, just like Straitso had. And she used this yeah. special power snake muffler, which I really <laughs> like. Uh, also, she says that, okay, so Cars disappears, and she can't find him, and knows he's sneaking around somewhere, and then he, like, put, squeezes... Put him, put him... What? Important to note, she senses him in two different locations. Yes, but he apparently squeezes through some rocks behind her, 
and she's like, nah, this scarf can sense opponents. Because that's a thing it can do, I guess. I don't think Straitso ever mentioned that with his weird beetle scarf. It's like uh, Doctor Strange's cape cloak thing. Infinity War is in theaters right now. It doesn't need more publicity. Go watch Infinity... Uh... I mean, you should. Go, it's go good. Go watch Infinity War's good movie. Yeah. Better than The Last Jedi. Well, we, a lot of we, things we, are. We, we don't we don't need to get into that here. Yeah, there there's no part of Infinity War where two characters go on a completely unrelated adventure that affects nothing in the rest of the movie. That's and true. To free animals and you know, I'll also say, actually, I, I will know, say there are two characters that go on an adventure together, but they're Thor and Rocket Raccoon, so it's pretty great. Also, Benicio Del Toro does show up in this, now that I think about it. <laughs> Getting some work. Yeah. So, Lisa Lisa is able to counter him, um, and hits him in the face with the Haman scarf. Um, yeah. Melts him. But then, yeah, as, as Cars is melting at her feet, she gets stabbed from behind by another Cars. Double and then Cars reveals his whole plan was... He just dressed up some vampire as him and stuffed him in a pillar, like, I guess before this fight? Yeah, sure. And then he's just like, psych, I didn't plan to fight fair at all. I just want my stone. Give me my stone. Yeah, I really like that there's just some henchman. He's like, here, put this wig on. I'll do some makeup on you. <laughs> all you have to do is pop out and die so I can stab her. Oh, man, I the thing I love most about Cars is he he's he's watching Whamu, he's watching ACDC, he's watching Joseph and Lisa Lisa and Caesar, and he's like, these dudes are simps, one and all. They are way too like involved in their own code of honor and like having good fights and like respecting each other as warriors and like these dumbasses. I just want I rock, so I'm gonna like. Pretend I'm into the same dumb garbage they are, so they end up letting their guard down and bringing the stone to me, and then I'm just gonna, like, cheat and take the stone, because that's all I want. Yeah, I'm not rube like them. Yeah, he's... He is that villain who understands what the plot is and understands that people are being really stupid for convenience sake and takes advantage of that. He is the black guy in the movie theater yelling at the characters <laughs> that they're doing stupid things and should just take a more logical COA course of action. Yeah. Yeah, but Cars gets his stone. Yeah. And it's just like, my vampires just attack Joseph. Because he's still weak from his fight with Wham. I also wrote down here, Zoom Punch. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't used that before, has he? I don't think so. I think it felt to me like during this scene, Joseph is just yelling dumb names out and hoping something works. Well, well, Zoom Punch was the thing that Jonathan used, where he like dislocated his arm oh, to right. punch farther. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, but this is also when several characters appear, uh, including Rudolf von Stroheim, 
uh, Robert yep. E.O. Speedwagon, and for some reason, Smokey. I don't, I don't, I don't know why <laughs> yeah. they brought him. He doesn't do anything in this whole segment. Uh, no, there's a... Well, in this episode, no, there's there's a bit we get with him in the next, I think, like, couple episodes where it sort of makes sense, like, why no. they would have him there. No, he doesn't do anything. Uh, I... We, runs, because because of him we get some very important backstory and i'm not sure who speedwagon would have to tell that story to or who would even ask him stroheim he'd be like hey tell me what's I, the deal with these guys i don't think stroheim would care that much also he's like super involved with nazi stuff yeah Okay. Like I, you kind of, you kind of just need him there to get that out of the way, and it's kind of clunky because it's like, why is this conversation happening now? But that's why he's there. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So they all have a giant UV lamp backpacks on now, though. Yeah. And just start like blasting vampires with them. Yep, and Stroheim has built in UV things in him too. Oh, and he is so jazzed up about that. Yeah, he's just running around nuking vampires with it, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. check this out. German uh, science! So as they're taking care of the vampire problem, Joseph gets up to cars, he's ready to fight, and I wrote down, uh,. <laughs> Cars is touching Lisa Lisa's legs like a real creep and going, and I quote, ween, 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 ween. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know what he is. He trying to make like sitar noises? Is I that... don't know. <laughs> I um... like that Cars has completely dropped his facade at this point in the series. So, like, he never came across like he was a creeper guy, but here he is just feeling up some legs. Yeah. Well, he's doing it just to mess with Jojo. True. Uh, also, to sew her feet together with rope. Yeah. Like, not tie around her feet straight up, stab through the feet and put the rope through the holes. Yeah. Which is... uh, he also says, Jojo, why am I doing this? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a good question. Down, I don't know, man. So he... <laughs> He puts this rope through her feet, then just like kicks her off the le the ledge, and uh, Jojo grabs the other end of the rope. So now he's stuck holding the rope to keep her from falling onto these spikes, like these crystal spikes that are down there. It's like um, it's like the bridge level in Mortal Kombat, basically. Where, yeah. You know, you have to uppercut cars when the moon, like when the when the cloud's in front of the moon, and then when you get to the bottom, you fight Reptile. That's Amore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I really like this, though. I think it's a cool setup for a fight. Yeah, and also, right before this episode ends, uh, like, the big, the, oh, man, cliffhanger is Smokey saying, like, and JoJo doesn't even know she's his own mother! Like, yes, right. which is the first time the show actually directly mentions that. Yeah, but come on. Come yeah. on. Uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Dennis Miller here. <laughs> well, what? That was I'm even worse. It's yeah. always, all the time. Wait, what, what was yours? Yours was like 
Dennis Miller here. What was it? Hey, Dennis Miller here. Hey, I'm Dennis I'm Miller in over here. Hey, Gabagoo. Uh, I did note here that we get our first, like, traditional, like, quote, like, with the music, like, playing as we're leading up to the to-be-continued stinger and then rolling into what I would consider to be, like, normal roundabout, which has actually not happened for, like, a long time in the series. Yeah, it's been a while. They keep... Like, the, yeah. that cut of it that is in, like, the meme of doing Roundabout, we, we finally get that one again after it's been, like, 15 episodes at least. Mm, it hasn't been that long, but there has been a stretch where it's just been weird places or... Yeah. yeah. And also, that is the last time that we get that. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Read from your book. Oh! That's right. Hold on. Papa, please tell me one of Suda's stories again. You know, it's a little bittersweet that uh, after this we're not going to have any more Suda notes. Oh no. Because the Blu-ray for part three is not out. And I think it won't be out actually until we are just past the episodes that are in that set. Nice. Maybe do a special episode where I just read through the whole book once it's out. <laughs> Like here's episode fourteen. I'm in the okay. background, just groaning nonstop, <laughs> getting closer and closer to the mic. Oh, you love Suda's notes. By the end of the episode, it's pretty much just me groaning and you faintly reading notes in the background. Uh, yeah, we we thought it worked out really well. The animation director could <laughs> actually draw things. It was really cool. Okay. <clears throat> Episode 23, The Warrior of Wind. Director Suda says, I laughed a bit at the way Wamu died. Suda, come on. <laughs> wow, man. That's cold. Fuck. Ugh. Over here going like, Caesar's death was really sad and not at all boring. <laughs> Wamu's it was a hoot. Fuck that guy. Okay, okay, you know, actually he has a good point here. He was a cool, manly character, but it was so amusing how as a disembodied head he screams, Barbarians! and launches himself with his crossbow. So right, yeah, okay. Alright, I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. I felt he still had a lot of life left in him. Ha ha ha. I'm go- the in parentheses laughs are what I'm going to miss from Suda most of all. Yeah, I think I agree. As long as Actually, no, the, the thing I will miss most of all is... Him referencing something I'm pretty sure did not actually happen in the episode. <laughs> yeah. As long as we're on episode 23, one highlight is when Carr says, Will you last? Uh, Alright. As far as the series... See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess you right kind of... there. Yeah. I wonder... I don't know what point he's talking about there. I don't... Look, Suda's very old. All right. As far as the series composition goes, we had no choice. But with Wamu's death in the first half and Will You Last in the second half, viewers probably only remember the second half. Ha 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 ha. But does does he say that like when he's talking about like oh you have to hold this rope up? Is that what he means? I have no earthly idea. All right. Keep in keep in mind too. I actually watched these apart from you. With a much wider gap than what we normally do. Yeah. 
it's probably been a good like almost week and a half for me at this point it's been a few days for me too um see where was i oh cars's wicked x really stood out this episode Kasuhiko Inoue, the actor who played Cars, really got into it. I assume I pronounced that right. Probably. I mean, I'm really... Email us if you didn't. No, don't. Nope. Let us know. Don't. (laughs) Originally, it was supposed to be a scene for Lisa Lisa to stand out. We were strangely particular about Lisa Lisa's tights and the noose. Ween, 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 ween. I drew... I drew rough sketch of the profile, that's S-I-C in brackets, and had someone clean it up. I asked them to make it more detailed until I got the feeling of a straw rope knot. I did it for my own self-satisfaction. Ha 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 ha. Oh <laughs> he's God, Suda. Suda. He, he's, he's going off the rails in these last couple of episodes. We got quite a few really fine performances from the Japanese cast in this episode. If you rewatch it, you might enjoy it even more. Stroheim and everyone else show up and give it a real final showdown feel. This has a really good picture of uh, Cars's great hair. Nice. More reason for me to buy that thing. Yeah. So we now open episode 24 with one of my favorite Joseph Joestar quotes, and I'm curious if it changed in your version. Your soul is as rotten as a pumpkin left in a field that even flies won't visit. Yep. Okay, good. That is a long walk for Joseph. (laughs) I think in in mine he said, like, you're like a rotten, moldy, thrown-out pumpkin that even flies avoid. So, same thing. Damn, Joseph. (laughs) Savage. So, that begins their rap battle. Yep. Epic rap battles of Jojonium. (laughs) Subscribe to my YouTube channel um, of dumb garbage. So, Cars is basically just walking up to me. Is like, I'm just going to stab you until you're dead. And Joseph is trying to like just shit talk about how he has a super secret plan that he won't tell Cars. Uh, and then Cars is like, Well, you know, you won't be tying any ropes today because I know how much you love to do that. Like, I'm just letting you know that I know. Yeah. I did write, Joseph loves rope tricks. And he does. He really does. He loves them. Yeah. I mean, at the time that this was set, like, magic kind of was, it was just rope tricks. That's basically all they had. They weren't even sawing people in half back then. Yeah, pretty much everyone's only form of entertainment was rope tricks. I mean, it goes back to, you know... Like, uh, rodeos and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yes, um... I I don't know, I was going somewhere with the rope thing and I totally forgot. (laughs) So, Joseph... You're so rope, they call you Mr. Roper. That's what you were gonna say, right? I got JoJo's floating around my brain like a rope, man. I got the JoJo's disease. (laughs) The doctor oh, diagnosed me. He got, he said I got the JoJo's. I don't feel so good. Oh no! Don't turn into dust. <laughs> oh no! I think I'm turning into JoJo's dust. Anyway, it's the same as regular dust. I don't know why I said that. Uh, 
I didn't make main notes for this episode, too, and I kind of forget how Great. some of it goes. Okay. I took uh, not that many notes, actually, but I think I can run you through it. So, Joseph pulls out a lighter and starts lighting the scarf on fire, and he says right. that he will defeat Cars before it burns him. Yeah. Uh, but really, this is just to motivate him to fight even harder. Well, no. Uh, it's a ruse to make Cars well, look at it. Yes, but, I mean, he's telling Cars that it is to motivate Oh, okay. Uh, but Joseph is just using the rope to uh, to dodge. Like, he's holding on to the rope, and he's, like, using it to dodge cars and stuff. And cars is like, stop, or I'll just cut the other end of the rope with Lisa Lisa on it, and she'll die, man. He says, stop, or my mom will shoot. Starring yeah. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and Estelle Getty. You don't want to watch that, so you better just give up, JoJo. <laughs> He starts digging his bone blade into the rope and says, You ever see Throw Mama Off the Train? Oh, but Throw Mama Off the Train Starring good. Dennis Miller. Starring who? Dennis Miller. No, Dennis Wait, no, Miller no, no, isn't no. it? Billy Crystals was in it. <laughs> Billy Crystals, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Look, so I, I actually have a serious problem with getting Billy Crystal and Dennis Miller mixed up because they look indistinguishable to me. No, how? Just old white guys with like Jew fro. Billy Crystal's bald. At that point in time, though, he had hair. So, uh, Cars kind of sets an ultimatum for Joseph. He can either walk his way, like walk over to him, and just like walk this get way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't know Steven Tyler, but uh, you, you've got to tell me before you bring guests on, man. Yeah, well... Is he still there? Yeah, he just sits at corner every once in a while, he'll, he'll okay. pipe up. Just for when we cue him up. See, oh. he does that sometimes. Let him know I said he's still got it. Steven Tyler, so, George says that you look like a lesbian that was put in the microwave for a few what? seconds. No! No! He's not too happy about that. Well, he's he just leaves his whole fist in his mouth and is like, <laughs> He could put both fists in his mouth. Have you seen that thing? <laughs> well, he only does that if you really piss him off. Mm. So, Carr says, like, Joseph can either walk up to him and die, or he can stay where he is and he will just kill Lisa Lisa. So, Joseph. His form of walking over to him is just to launch into a kick. Yeah. And Cars is like, okay, fine, idiot, and just cuts the rope with Lisa Lisa on it, which causes both Joseph and Lisa Lisa to fall. Uh, but Joseph's first kick on Cars was to allow the rope to be cut, which he then tied using his uh, flaming scarf as a distraction so he could make a loop with the ropes. So this way, when Lisa Lisa was cut down, the loop would fasten around Cars' leg, keeping both of them safe, but trapping Cars. Yeah, it's basically a variation of what he did to ACDC. Exactly. Joseph got to mess around and tie knots anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Even after Cars explicitly told him he would not be able to do it. Yeah. So I mean, uh, as that's, that's a real mm -hmm. failure on Cars's part. Absolutely. I mean, all he had to do was pay attention. He even knew that yep. he was going to try it. Yeah. He know he has had plenty of time by now to figure out that Joseph is all about sleight of hand specifically. Yeah. 
He saw him throwing rocks under Wamu's cart. Mm-hmm. He saw him do the whole thing with like tricking him with like that Haman strike to like sever Wamu's arms. Yep, and like bouncing the ball around the outside of the Colosseum. I thought, I mean, the first place my mind went to with bouncing a ball around was cars bouncing around at the bottom of that canyon, and I'm pretty sure Sleight of Hand was also involved in that. Sure. Okay. So Joseph whips his scarf up and like it fastens around Cars's leg and he flings himself up and uses the last of his Haman to karate chop Cars's bone blade in half. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he does that considering they made a big deal about how it has all those, you know, tiny things on it, like the chainsword things to the point where it could even yeah. cut through armor piercing bullets. Uh, I don't know. Also, I thought he tried to channel Haman through it at one point earlier, and it was revealed that it didn't work. Well, he's not channeling Haman through it here. He's just breaking it. I don't know. I suppose. Look, we don't have to really worry much about how Haman works in the future. No. So we should just take a page <laughs> out of Speedwagon's book and really just stop thinking about it. You really just like making me have to drop in that Mystery Science <laughs> Theater clip, don't you? I had to do Bet it two times it. last time. <laughs> it's an episode-by-episode occurrence over here. Yeah. That we question something a little too much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joseph then just kicks cars into the crystal spikes below, and Stroheim is just so hyped up about this. <laughs> and this is when we get Smokey being like, hey, why did you, Speedwagon and Rena, keep Lisa Lisa's heritage a secret from him anyway? Because uh, that seems pointless. Yeah. So Speedwagon explains. Uh, uh, Lisa Lisa is an alias. This whole... Her real name... Yep. Strap yourself in. <laughs> Are you sitting down for this? I'm always sitting down. I can't stand. You know that. Are you ready for the... You should maybe hide under your desk because the truth of Lisa Lisa's origins is is earth-shattering. Oh no, was she bitten by radioactive Lisa? <sighs> Why'd you gotta get ahead of me? <laughs> okay. Alright, Lisa Lisa is an alias. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Elizabeth oh, yeah. Joestar, she was called. She was the... The baby that they found on the ship before uh, Jonathan Joestar died, and uh, they raised her as their own, and then they had their own actual kid, uh, George Joestar. He was in the the Air Force. Please, please, Larry Georgie Joestar. No, just George Joestar. As they as they call him exactly once, and then never again, because yeah. it's just George Joestar after that. Well, when he was a baby, he was Georgie. Uh, yeah. George George Joestar. Um, and he was in the uh, Air Force, and he figured oh. out there was one vampire left from Dio's horde, and it was. This is his... my favorite thing. I <laughs> I love it so much. I do. Too. It's just, it's his commander. Yes. And the just. Oh my god! And it's so just the, the... this. He he figures out <laughs> that his commander is a vampire, and so for some reason, instead of telling somebody about this. He's like, oh, I know, I'll go into his office. 
And then, hey, guess what? Georgie doesn't know him on, so Georgie gets eaten. Yeah. So, a few things about the commander. The commander has been, uh, he's one of the undead specifically, so he's not necessarily a vampire. In fact, I don't think he is. He's a zombie. Uh, because he's eating bodies, but he's making sure to never create more zombies. He eats them all the way down to, like, their hair. No, I feel like they actually said vampire, at least in my version. In, I think they said, like, was, there was one left, but okay. In, in mine, it was specifically undead. And, like, from oh. my recollection, Dio is making just as many zombies as he was, like, vampires. Oh, he was. I mean, uh, like, Jack and uh, Wang Chung but, were zombies. But... Uh, I think all of the Led Zeppelin gang were, too, if I remember correctly. Yep. Like, I don't think they were vampires. So, it, my favorite thing about him, though, is he just straight up looks like a member of the motherfucking undead. Yeah. And he's just walking around in, like, military fatigues. No one questions this. No. This dude who's just, like, groaning and growling and looks like he has rotting gray skin. And everyone's just cool with taking orders from zombie commander. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, military intelligence, am I right? <laughs> More like lack of intelligence. Boy, I haven't seen a military this incompetent since Ayatollah Khamenei's. Hey, cha-cha. <laughs> Gotta respect the troops. <laughs> you Gotta respect all of the troops. Even the <sighs> bad ones. Lisa Lisa finds out uh, that so George dies and Lisa Lisa is livid. So she just gets up, walks over there, murders the zombie and <laughs> oops, somebody saw this go down. Yep. So now she's like got a mark on her. She's wanted by Interpol. Zinigata is just chasing her around the globe. So she has to take the name Lisa Lisa and go into hiding. Yep. And Arena is like Speedwagon, don't tell my sweet precious baby grandson Joseph about any of this Grant not grandson just son oh Arena Arena Joseph, yes Joseph yeah no Arena because she wants to spare him from the same yeah. fate as uh, her husband and her son and Lisa Lisa feels the same way yeah she's just like tell uh, them they both died yeah and then Smokey points out that like well you know fuck it sort of happened anyway that he got involved with this stuff. So there's there's no harm in revealing it to him. So why are you idiots still not doing that? <laughs> like at this point, it's just cruel yeah. what you're doing. He's got boy. And Speedwagon is kind of like, huh? Yeah, I guess I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> like to be fair, I got hit in the pre the head pretty hard a few days ago. Yeah, I mean, you know. It that's more than a few days ago. That's a few uh, months ago. At yeah, this no, point. it's yeah, a few months. My bad. But yes, he he's probably it, still somewhat recovering from the massive head trauma. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, maybe worth pointing out, he no longer has bandages on. So. No, just got his cool hat. Speed wagon making a speedy recovery. Wagon. <laughs> yep. Got it in one. Uh, should mention that uh, Joseph pulls up Lisa Lisa uh, Says that she'll be okay She was not stabbed in any vital organs But if you look at where she was stabbed 
I'm pretty sure lungs are vital. But, yeah, like, mm. she doesn't get stabbed on the flank where her heart would be, but it still goes, like, right through where a lung would. Yeah. Especially, like, considering the whole thing with Hemana's breathing, seems like that would be extra vital. But, yeah. Eh, whatever. So, hey, look, Stroheim Haraki's gets a, not a gig- doctor. He, he no, don't. He don't know. He don't know anatomy. Have you seen any of his characters? I'm just going to massage your uh, artery here, and you know, <laughs> if you put it back in when I'm done, you'll probably be fine. He didn't call up Osamu Tezuka to get his doctor opinion on this. <laughs> I hear, help me with the drawings of these organs so I can get them extra good. <laughs> I don't know, it is a pretty good looking artery. I, I flipped through that book. Yeah, that so, was. But have you seen the surgery scenes in Blackjack? Now those are some mm, good looking organs. Yeah, you said the one thing I can't argue with. Yeah. Uh, so Stroheim trots out a gigantic UV lamp and he's ready to blast cars. And I love this bit. He gets, like, at the last second that this thing is about to light up, Cars just whips his head around and has the mask on with the stone in it, and everyone's like, fuck. Yep, he has the mask on and the spotlights are on him. You know what that means. They call me Cuba Pete. I'm the king of a rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. Yes, sir, I'm Cuban Pete. I'm the crazy man, I get great. It it hurts me that that is maybe our last reference to the mask. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it. And me too. So it's too late to turn the lamp off, and uh, light is what powers up the redstone of Asia. Asia. It's basically Asia. I I got two more episodes to get this right. And I'm not I'm not gonna be able to do it. Probably not. <laughs> so it ends up it's it's gonna power him up, uh, but in the next episode, so crack open your book. Oh read to me Suda's insane ramblings, his vague recollection of what happened when making this episode. Tell me a tale of the Suda. Yes. Alright. Uh, the ties that bind Jojo. Episode 24 My view on episode 24 We had some time left over I wanted to take my time With episodes 25 and 26 So 24 was dedicated to build up Because of that Things moved a little more slowly overall We didn't use that many cells for this episode But amazingly Cars and Joseph Appeared nice and active That's all thanks to the technique of Satoshi Osedo The storyboard artist and episode director the scene where Cars places the red stone in the stone mask and puts it on was made half transparent. The power of the stone mask penetrates all the way to his bones. We might have edited it, edited it a little too much because it passes by quickly. It might have been better if we'd given it a little more visibility. I also don't remember that happening, so I'll take his word for it. I wonder yeah. how much of this stuff is uh, him commenting or him writing this uh, about the TV part of the production versus like what actually ends up in the Blu-ray set. 
Like, if he wrote this before he was necessarily made aware of all the changes to the animation and, like, the sequencing that was going to happen between the versions. I don't know, because I'm also not sure exactly how much has changed, but some of the notes he does mention, like, um, we had to censor some of this stuff for the TV version, but here you'll have it uncensored, so... But then in, like, those specific cases, it, it sounds to me like they very much had an idea in mind of what they wanted to do that they couldn't do because of censorship. So maybe. he would maybe know what that change would be. But even in this Blu-ray set, it's still, like, the violence, it still has, like, the black haze over, like, the gore shots for the most part. Um, I'm not so... sure of them. Maybe, maybe Suda's got a poor recollection and did not watch these episodes again before writing this. I don't know. But the busy, busy man. The Black Haze, like I finished watching part four a couple weeks ago. It's there in that too. Like that's kinda just a thing the show does. Oh. Anyway. Well I don't know. Episode twenty five? Wait, what this isn't done yet. Oh, okay, go on. Cars get speed up. Cars gets beat up in part A, while the Joestar family's past is revealed in part B. Personally, I like part B. It was great to see Speedwagon go unmatched. What? But Smokey wow. stole the show in the flashback. We used the most cells on the close-up of his tears. <laughs> For the episode <laughs> overall, though, Stroheim upstaged him. Ha ha ha. Was it? Okay, also, is the end of that episode... Was just over there screaming German science. Ah! Is that you also? Mean... Is it also when Stroheim just sprouts guns out of his back and is running around chasing other zombies yes. around, shooting them? Yeah, that part yeah. was great. I mean, I don't disagree. Stroheim kind of steals the show in this one. This is peak Stroheim, where he is so extremely into everything that he is doing, also German medical signs. Okay. I just looked at the page for the next episode. The very first image is cars with squirrel hand. So, Oh my god, you should buy yes, this. thank you. So, I can get into this now, right? Because yes. I... This is one of those bits where I'm just going to read my notes verbatim, because I think it is a perfect encapsulation of like, me trying to process this in real time. Uh, Stroheim observes uh, that Cars' wounds are still smoking, so he orders the lamp to be turned on again. Uh, and Cars is just, like, checking out some animals that are nearby. And so, like, by observing him, and this is where I'm just going to start reading verbatim, Cars just turned his hand into a squirrel. Speedwagon is understandably shocked. The squirrel jumped off Cars' hand and goes over to another squirrel and immediately falls in love with it. And Smokey thinks that this is just precious. The vampire squirrel is eating the normal squirrel. The vampire squirrel just started burrowing through Stroheim's body and leaps out and starts burrowing from person to person. And someone says, watch out for that squirrel. <laughs> Cars recalls his squirrel hand and it turns into a flower, and then a gigantic butterfly, just because it can. Yep. Like, I'll say, and then... of, of the JoJo villains, Cars' whole ultimate lifeform gimmick is maybe my favorite. It's so good that the first thing that he does is turns his hand into a vampire squirrel. Yes. 
that he sends around like the fucking rabbit in Monty Python and the Holy Grail just <laughs> murdering people. Yep. Also, like it's exactly that scene too. It's just flying through yeah. the air. Yeah. Uh, also notable here though, the opening has sound effects. For some uh, reason. This actually happened when uh part 1 was on its I think final episode is they included sound effects oh, in the right. opening. Okay. And well, they see, do this in the last two of part two. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, that they do the same thing in part four, actually. So I guess ah. it's just a thing they do for some yeah. reason. Some sort of tradition. That I don't know. I actually don't like it. I don't either. Not a fan of the of the sound effects. Because they just sound like really obviously added in after the fact. Just like a bunch of swing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's Wayne and Garth. They're it's just a sound Party effect of them. <laughs> sound effect of them saying swing. It's really weird when cars turns to yeah, the camera. Right. <laughs> cars turns to the camera and says, uh, I will not bow to any corporate sponsor and then like eats a pizza hut pizza. I liked the bit where Joseph said that he had a master plan and cars is just like, Yeah, and monkeys will fly out of my butt. Remember when uh, Stroheim uh, gives Jojo a gun rack and Jojo's like, I don't even own a gun, let alone multiple guns that would necessitate a rack. I think my favorite Speedwagon line is when he looked into the camera and said, why did they come to me to die? Why did they come to me to die? Man, I was going to say the time when Stroheim says, you know, if you stab a man in the dead of winter, steam rises from the wounds. The Indians believed it was a soul escaping from his body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could do this literally for the rest of the episode, so I'm going to go ahead and say we need to stop now. Okay. Uh, Wayne's World's great. <laughs> I do like, though, that at the end of this part, Stroheim and Joseph decide to do the Thelma and Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I prefer the uh, Scooby-Doo ending, though. You know, where they pull cars' masks off and it's Old Man Withers from the Haunted Amusement Park. Well, you know me, a big fan of bad ends. I prefer the one where everybody loses and Cars ends up uh, marrying Joseph's hot, hot Catanese uh, girlfriend. <laughs> camera one, camera two. <laughs> we, need so, to, we need to stop. Yes, <laughs> we absolutely do. Uh... Speedwagon points out that Cars' ability now is to manipulate all life at will. Uh, but thankfully, the sun is rising. Sun kills vampires. Turns the out it's the only real makes reason cars... vampires die. <laughs> it turns out that instead of killing cars, though, the sun only makes them more fabulous. Yeah. And he loves it. He's like, man, I've never gotten to see the sun before. This is cool. It's kind of yeah. like you. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. One weirdly endearing moment for me in all this is like cars actually being able to see the sun for the first time. And then, like, uh, reminded pretty shortly after, like, oh yeah, cars is a fucking terrible person. Yeah. Uh, but Joseph is like, I've got one plan left. And he turns to Smokey and screams, run away. Yep. Yeah, flashbacks to the first couple episodes of this. Yeah, with Smokey going, like, oh no. No, son of a bitch, you're not going to see your plan is to run. Fuck. Fuck. Hot-footed out of here. Yep. Uh, so Smokey and Joseph are hot-footed out of there. 
uh, Joseph's plan, though, is to flee, uh, like, get Cars to chase him. Uh, by the way, Cars is a, we- a weird, like, Birdman now. Bird he's practicing law. Birdman! Yeah, he's practicing law. <laughs> yeah, the only Car- way they can defeat him is by getting the crust off of Cars' head. Yeah, Cars picks up his desk and says, I'll take the case. Uh, but he's running to, like, drag cars away from everybody else so they can escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... And as they're running, Smokey's trying to tell Joseph the truth about Lisa Lisa, but is unsuccessful. Before this, there's a point where they're talking about how he's become the ultimate life form. And I don't, I didn't write it down, I don't remember exactly what they say, but... They list three things about the ultimate life form, which I think are one, he's invincible. Two was something else I don't remember, but three, they're immortal. You could kind of lump those two together, though. I mean, yeah, in- invincible on it. Yeah. Also, turns out not invincible. No, uh, one week, one weakness, and I'm I'm really glad that. They they end things the way that they do because this I'll share my idea with you when we get there. Um, okay, hot JoJo fanfic it, coming up. More like a Dragon Ball Z thing. Oh. So you know, close enough. But uh. Uh, they're they're running away, and this is my second favorite part of maybe all of Battle Tendency. Number one, by the way, Squirrel Hand. Yeah, hundred like, percent. No shit. Like that's absolutely the best part of this entire. I would say this entire run of episodes going all the way back to number one. Yep, I probably agree. Second best part is Joseph diving off a cliff and in a matter of seconds somehow getting into the cockpit of (laughs) powering on and lifting off in a German warship. What was, um, what was the James Bond movie where he did something like that? It was one of the Pierce Brosnan Uh... ones. That... Oh, Goldeneye, where he is chasing the uh, like that little uh, single-engine plane off the runway, and like it falls down, and he drives off on the motorcycle. Yes, and like dives Wait, into it and pulls up. That's not that's not Goldeneye, is it? Isn't that no, that's, tomorrow that's never the, dies. That is, no, that's the opening of Goldeneye. Okay, because he's getting chased by all the Russians out of the base. Okay. They all play together. I I know my I know my James Bond. Which was the one about the evil newspaper magnate? That is tomorrow never dies. Okay. Which was the one, uh, with Ultra Babe Halle Berry? (laughs) That is uh oh god why am I forgetting the name? Die another day. That's the one you should know. Die another day. Yeah. Well, I try to block all memory of that out completely. Oh, but that's Like, like. that and Goldeneye are the memorable ones for opposite reasons. I think I weirdly enough remember those other two middle movies more because they were so remarkably boring. What was the other one? The other one was where they oh, the kidnap world is not uh, Judy Dench, and it's the guy who like he can't feel any pain, so he's like just grabbing coal and burning his hand and stuff. And that it has, was the one uh, with Denise Richards. Yes, it has. Yeah. Christmas comes twice uh, a year. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, you, um, you know it's a bad movie when it makes you yearn for the days of Roger Moore. A simpler time. 
At least, <laughs> at least View to a Kill had uh, Christopher Walken tapping on his computer. Goddamn right. So, Plane vs. Bird. Yep. The ultimate fight. <laughs> the ultimate form of nature versus technology is Plane vs. Bird. A battle as uh, old as time. The soul still burns. Right. Some say that the Wright brothers built the first plane exclusively to fight birds. Makes sense. I mean, it was either birds or dragons. Which, as they established, thanks to the advent of flight, didn't actually exist. Yeah. There was no way to be sure before that. Yeah. So. So Cars is a... Cars is a bird. He's fighting Joseph's plane. Uh, we then cut over to uh, air traffic control, which is Speedwagon and Smokey and Stroheim. Uh, and they're telling Joseph he needs to pull up because this is about to become a fatal crash video. Pull up. Very quick. Pull up. Now, uh, Joseph's shooting uh, the main guns of the plane, but Cars turns his feather into shells as thick as an armadillo with oil that can deflect bullets, <laughs> making them weapons and shields. Yeah, so when he shot those, it's like, and they're uh, as hard as the armor of an armadillo. I was thinking, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure armadillos aren't bulletproof. And then it yeah, has but... to one-up it, like, also they have oil on them that deflects bullets. I'm like, ah, you got me. <laughs> Rocky's over here, like, halfway through writing that sentence going, like, no, nah, that's dumb, but I can't stop now. <laughs> write myself out of this shit yeah. also it's, a rocky sound... master of writing himself out of a corner also it sounded like you said rocky writing it and i was just imagining <laughs> sylvester stallone saying they're good hey oh what uh, is the feathers them and they, they turn into uh, like a armadillo hey bali i got a great manga i'm drawing <laughs> very proud of it <laughs> rocky the manga car that's my that's my new series oscar winners oscar winners Sylvester stallone's jojo's bizarre adventure oh, you wouldn't watch that i would watch the shit out of that the shit out of it oh man okay um I'm going to go ahead and say Araki probably watched the shit out of Rocky while writing these. Probably, yeah. There's no way he didn't watch those. You so, know, actually, I, I kind of do wonder if Rocky was popular in Japan or if they just were like, um, if they just really latched onto like uh, Ashita no Joe and uh, Hajime no Ippo and other like boxing things actually made in Japan, you know? That even, kind of just even cribbed if, from Rocky. Sure. And even if that is the case, though, knowing a Rocky, I'm sure he specifically has seen the Rocky movies. True. He he does love Western culture. Oh, yes, he does. So Joseph changes his plan uh, and is being less confrontational and is just deciding to book it again. Mm -hmm. Um and this is when he's on the blower with Speedwagon and everyone. And he realizes while looking at this map that he is near a volcano. Volcanoes have magma, the hottest substance on Earth, which might be capable of killing cars. And then I wrote here, 
I hope Joseph fights cars in a volcano. <laughs> well, remember when you said that about fighting Wesker in a volcano when we yeah, played Resident Evil 5, and look at how uh-huh. that turned out. I was going to say that joke is just for you, Larry. <laughs> also, a little, we did little backstory, skip... we were trying to finish a co-op playthrough of Resident Evil 5, a bad game. Very bad. And it is like 4 a.m. at the point that we reach the final boss, and I actually say, I hope we get to fight Wesker in a volcano, which we do. And yeah. that sequence is is miserable and took us like maybe another hour or two. And I was starting to get really mad. And my mom came in and yelled at me because <laughs> I woke her up. That was because yeah, you had to do this QTE segment of punching a boulder. And oh boy. It's just such a fucking miserable way to end a miserable game. And then yeah. like a, you know, a week the best, after that. The best part of that game trading rotten eggs to make money because <laughs> yeah, we kept um because you can accidentally in that process eat the rotten egg which just starts making your character spew chunks yeah you're gonna <laughs> so spew, we were just... spew into this <laughs> i was hoping you would get it anyway so uh, I, w- wait one but... one line one line we skipped over car says i must murder you now <laughs> <laughs> that's actually verbatim what he says in my so, subtitles i i, I want to finish my little bit with resident evil 5 uh, though a week later my friend called me up and he's just like hey i bought this game that i want to play like co-op with you it's resident uh, evil 5 would you be up for that and i was just like you know sure just why? to help you out i uh, i put it in and then my xbox immediately red rings on me oh that's right <laughs> It was so like, I looked no, at my Xbox and I, I said, enough. it's time to murder you now. <laughs> Your Xbox said, it's time to murder myself. <laughs> not doing that again. Uh, then my Xbox, I mean, we had a good laugh and I threw it in the trash. Uh, <laughs> Post, postscript to that, um, like a, a year, a year ago, my mom unprompted sends me like a uh, text message and just says, Hey, there was a video game on our PlayStation 3. Is it yours? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't remember ever bringing a video game over to your place. Like, what game is it? And she's like, I'll take a picture of it. And it is the disc to Resident Evil 6. <laughs> a game you have never played. Nope. So I unequivocally knew that that was not me. <sighs> I think I just texted back going like, nope, you should throw it in the trash. It's where it belongs. Yeah. So, uh, Joseph is now heading for the volcano, and Speedwagon tries to stop him by revealing that Lisa Lisa is his mom, but once again, Joseph cannot hear it. Yep. Oh, oh, and about the lava. Specifically, they give some stupid stupid explanation about how lava is like the substance with the most life flowing through it? Or something? Yeah. You know, lava. The hottest substance on Earth which might be capable of killing someone who is indestructible, has the most life inside of it. Okay, sure, great. Maybe we should be like Speedwagon <laughs> and just stop thinking about it. I'm not dropping it in here. That would have been the perfect time to, though. 
so the armadillo shell things are now also turning into fish, which are eating the plane. <laughs> sure. There's, there's also a motherfucking octopus on the side of this plane. Yeah. I love JoJo's reaction when the armadillo shards turn into piranhas. He's just like, what? Man, that's crazy. Oh, no. No, that's in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, so a parachute pops out of the plane and Cars assumes that it's Joseph. Uh, so he goes in to attack, but he realizes too late it is a hilarious dummy that I don't know when Joseph had the time to fashion, but... Yeah, wait. Also so... don't know how he had the time to get in that plane. Also, at some point, uh, Stroheim pops out of one <laughs> of the pontoons on the plane. And he's just like, boy, it's so, getting cold in there. <laughs> so I had wrote here too, like... It's already staggering to me that Joseph was able to run up to the plane, board it, pilot it so quickly. When the fuck did Stroheim get in the pontoon? Because there's a bit where Stroheim, they they cut to him when Joseph is in the air and he's like, oh, it's one of our German warplanes. Oh, yeah, that's right. When did the, how? When did he get in? That's a good Fucker point. Mission into this pontoon? For some reason, when I was remembering it, I was thinking, oh, well, maybe he's the one who started it and, like, flew it under the cliff for JoJo to jump into, and then he got into the pontoon or something. But no, I, yeah, he's like, hmm, I don't know. Did his, like, butt cheeks unfold to reveal, like, rockets, and he, like, blasted his way over to the plane and board the pontoon at some point? Probably could have. You know, much like Speedwagon in the first part, <laughs> just. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, he, he pops because Joseph's now like rammed the plane into cars and is trying to ram the plane with cars on it into the magma. And uh, Cars is, like, pushing himself off, but then Stroheim, like, shoots his arm out and pins Cars to the nose of the plane. hmm And that is the bit where he's just like, I was in here somehow. Hello? <laughs> it's me. Remember me? The friendly neighborhood Daddy... Nazi? <laughs> Daddy Rocky realized we need another character for this part. So here I am. It's me. He decided, he decided to knock Lisa Lisa out of the fight way too early, so here I am. <laughs> Instead of having this more interesting character do something, it's me, Stroheim! You thought this was going to be a real fight, but it was me, Stroheim. <laughs> uh, Joseph jumps out of the plane and Stroheim catches him. Uh, they land... And are like, boy, I sure hope that magma killed cars. And then we see cars getting super fucked up by lava. Yeah. Yeah. So, crack open Araki's brain and read to me the words that are contained within. You mean Suda? Also, it should mention... I'm sorry, yes, Suda. When they land here... I'm thinking Araki because I'm really trying to get into his fucking headspace. When, during uh, all of the stuff in 25 it must have happened during this episode because i have written down stroheim gets broke ankles 
so I think it's when he uh falls. Yeah. Yeah. Broke ankles. I got ankle insurance. Gotta have ankle insurance. I hope in the live action version of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Kobe Bryant plays Stroheim. Is that the only good thing Kobe Bryant has done? That that fake commercial for ankle insurance? Yes, it's literally the one thing. Yeah. Episode 25, The Birth of a Super Being. Uh, Kenichi Suzuki, the series director, was the storyboard artist and director of this episode. This was a difficult episode, but he handled it well. What was most memorable was when the airplane was moving about. You can feel the tension as it takes off. We use CG for the airplane. Suzuki used to specialize in CG, so he kept making adjustments. Yasufumi Sojima, our CG director, was exhausted. Ha ha ha. I liked how cars felt like a super being. The squirrel played a big role. <laughs> <laughs> Before the transformation, he was animated by one of our female animators, but after his transformation, we passed him over to Masahiko Kamino for more intense animation. Uh, send it down to the intense animation department. We need yeah. to touch this fucker up. Send it down to John Crick Falusi. <laughs> you, you don't want what he <laughs> sends back. <laughs> uh, I liked it when Smokey saw the squirrel and said, It's actually kind of cute. It's so silly despite the tense situation. Hirohiko Araki, the original creator, likes to create horror that has a sense of urgency. Once Cars becomes the super being, Suzuki went all out, so he looked incredible. I hope someone merchandises that super being illustration. How would you like a desk pad that screams, I have no need for sex? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> you know, Suda, you're 100% correct. <laughs> You just start talking about like those anime titty mouse pads there, like <sighs> I guess so, yeah, but with cars. Yeah, like his his pecs are like the plush part of the bottom of the Yeah, I'd buy I it. would buy that. Sure. Yeah. When am I gonna get to fuck? <laughs> uh... Please make the description for this episode. When am I gonna get to fuck? <laughs> I can't do that. iTunes won't let me. Damn it, iTunes. Okay. Episode 26, Uh, the finale. Yes, the end of part two, the end of what the anime considers to be Phantom Blood. No. Well, it calls the whole season Phantom Blood in, like, my listing and other... Well, yours is wrong, because it's just... Part one is Phantom Blood. Part two is Battle Tendency. Uh, your wow. version is weird and dumb and wrong. I thought that the Blu-ray also calls it like Phantom Blood in nope. its listing. Nope. In okay. fact, this right. book that I'm looking at right now uh, says JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Key Animation Collection, Phantom Blood, and Battle Tendency. Billy Crystal has hair. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut all that out because I messed up. <laughs> I know. No, I'm just that joke was just for us because no one's gonna understand it. All right. Uh, so Cars is trying to form armor on himself to withstand the lava, but it's not working. 
uh, a, and a as crab the volcano shell, begins, they say yes, yeah, crab uh, battle and as happening. Fuck. As the volcano begins to erupt, uh, Joseph picks up Stroheim's torso, and the two of them start to leave together. But a crack in the ground reveals Cars, who slices Joseph's arm off. Yeah, and man, it's weird. So, as I was just saying about how most gore shots have that black haze around, this one, nope. Just this arm's just gushing constantly this whole time. Hell yes. Also, I can't believe that would be in the TV version of it because uh, Japanese TV is super weird about dismemberment. Japanese in general, yeah, because like that's the whole thing with was it like Dead Rising and like a bunch of zombie games end up edited. What is so. Do you, as an aside here, do you know like what the cultural reason for that is? Like what the aversion to dismemberment specifically is? No, I don't know. Okay, I might, if I can remember to do it, because I'm going to pass out when this is done, I would be really interested to find out what that has to do, like, culturally in Japan, why that is a hang-up. Yeah, I'm really not sure. I know I've read it at some point, but I don't remember what it actually was. Yeah, well... So, uh, Kars' crab-like shell was not enough to stop the magma, so what he did was he made a second layer of bubbles... And the bubbles prevented the magma from hurting him, but only for a few minutes, just enough to escape. That doesn't make sense to me. A few minutes is kind of a long time, though. Yeah, also, like, he escapes within a few seconds. So, you know, whatever. Um, And then we we take a... mm, Actually, it's kind of hard to tell, uh, as with many things, how much time actually passes here. Like, yeah. Jojo and Stroheim might kind of just be sitting there gloating for a while as he, like, claws through the rock to get back up. A fair point. Uh, but we, we take a break from the action here to get a bit of, like, background on cars. Which mm. seems like a weird point in time to be doing this. Yeah. But, uh, the Pillarmen were an ancient race that were revered and feared as gods. Uh, but their one weakness, the sun, forced them to live underground. There's life underground. <laughs> it's life underground. Yep. Go Boingo coming up in part three, and I can't. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, you okay? Uh, so spoilers for part three. You said you flipped through the uh, part three books you got, and it mentioned Oingo Boingo. It calls them Oingo Boingo in that. It calls them Oingo Boingo. Huh. The the back. Of the final volume, which is what I was specifically looking at, says, uh, I think it's like Darby and the Oingo Boingo brothers really made the fighting scenes kick up a notch or like something along those lines. Well, see, it, in the old ones that I have, they were called Zenyata and Mandata, which I like a lot more. And I've looked at the episode list. And the Crunchyroll version still calls them Zenyatta and Mandata. So I figured they would be using the same names, because so far, I think all of the name edits have been the same in the books. Hmm. Well, it... So I think in the... Again, I've not read the books. I don't know if perhaps they show up in... I think it's like Volume 7 is the last one that's out currently for Part 3. I don't know if they show up in, in like, Volume 6. Uh, but w- when we're recording this, the seventh volume for part three of the Jejonium books has just come out, like, literally two days ago. Yeah. 
So as of two days ago, that book does call them Oingo Boingo. So I wonder if this is just like a very, very recent thing with them being able to use those names now. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. Or alternatively, if in the process of relocalizing this thing, someone goofed and called them Oingo Boingo. <laughs> I don't think so. Um Okay. Because there's a, there's a little part of me that's just like, oh, I hope that was a mistake that gets edited out of reprints, and then I got the rare Oingo Boingo <laughs> volume. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out I, when we get no there, because I think you said that you were kind of planning on reading stuff as we go through it. So I need to finish my big reread of Dragon Ball Z, and then I plan to get to oh boy. JoJo's, which... <laughs> Part of me doing that, though, is I want to put some time behind some of the stuff I've watched so it feels more fresh going into it. So yeah. it's... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, even among the Pillarmen, Cars was considered a genius. Uh, he created the stone masks uh, to tap into his uh, into the power of the Pillarmen that he knew was there but was not being unlocked. Um, and it worked, but only so much. He's like, I could go a step further than this. One step and then, uh, beyond. His brethren were like, uh, you need to stop. They're like, this is fucked up. We don't like you getting this powerful. And so he kills them all uh, and flees with uh, one of his disciples and two babies. And I'm assuming the disciple was... It was ACDC. ACDC, yeah. You, and you then... could clearly see him. I'm I'm trying to remember, because I like, didn't take a note on who it oh, was. Okay. But I remember it's it's kind of clear. Uh, and then the two babies, obviously Wamu and Santana. Yep. Weird. To so think there's your backstory. Like the which, same age too. Yeah, especially because he says Santana's a child. Yeah. And also Santana is kind of just crapped on by the rest of them. <laughs> That's true. I he's the Raditz of the gang. Um, yeah. I. I I actually kind of liked that the my working theory before that was pillar men pretty much came out of the womb as huge buff men. Uh and were like had an infantile state of mind that sort of like grew up over time. Cuz so like they're saying... weird and they can like So you're saying this like out. the the Lars von Trier series Kingdom at the hospital. Yes. Great. I Great. I am I'm saying if they can hide inside a horse and they can hide inside of rock, and they if they can, can dodge hide... a wrench, they can dodge a ball. Yeah. They can probably contort their way out of a vagina <laughs> as a fully grown man. <laughs> oh, this has gone places that I did not anticipate nor want. All I'm saying is, I had a very different idea of how the Pillarman's physiology worked before this episode. Yeah. Okay. But now I know they're just normal babies. <laughs> which is what I should have thought to begin with. But well, they're not normal you know, babies. Yeah, well, you know, I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. You You decided to do this with me. You're complicit. I don't know anybody else, so it's the only option. Well, well, back, okay, great. There's no. our backstory for the Pillarman, as you call him. 
Yes. <laughs> Dr. Gene Pillerman, at your service. Uh, my name is John Pillerman. Uh, so, Joseph is, he's just lost it. Like, he has no plan, no plot, no trick, no sleight of hand. He can't have a sleight, he has one hand. Hard to tie ropes together with one hand. Yeah. So he just tries to kick Cars, and Cars smashes his knee using Haman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph's wound is, quote, liquefying, then vaporizing. Which, okay. Which, oh. here, here's here's another thing. Yep, I'm not gonna... Don't say the thing so I don't have to put the Mystery Science Theater thing in here. But... So, Cars can use him on now. I don't think we ever actually mentioned that before, as part of him being the ultimate life form. But mm. he uses him on on Joseph's knee, which melts it, and they say it's like they say it's like it was directly burned by the sun. But here's the thing: I yes. thought Hemon was basically just like life energy, like not directly like solar energy, right? Because the whole thing I was there think... was as Zapelli described it he said something like okay so the sun gives everything life energy and so by using this life energy it affects things like i don't know i want to say that when zapelli was first explaining it he did bring up that it it had something to do with the sun as well it it does but i thought it wasn't actually just if you use it on a person, it shouldn't melt them like they were touching the sun. Uh, you know what I want to bring up, and I respect your editing process, and so I won't. Um, I want to say that they did say something more specific that more closely tied it to the sun instead of this thing that you're kind of explaining where it seems like it's, you know, a few rungs of the chain down. I thought it was basically but the it's, force. it's been a long time. Like, it's been a long time since we had that, like, really in-depth discussion of it. And as it happens, we don't need to go back and revisit that now because we're not going to need to worry about Haman going forward. No. Bye, Haman. You will not be missed. Yeah. I like part two a lot, but, man, if part two had stands instead of Haman, it would be the best by far. I uh, Someone had explained to me that one of their grievances with Part 3 is it's very apparent that Iraqi's trying to fi- figure out, like, what stands are even going to be and how, like, the the rules and logic behind stands are going to work, but that by the end of 3, it's mostly figured out, and so that stuff is a lot... It's not like Haman is my understanding going past Part 3 where you're just sort of like, okay, they said it can't do this, but now it's doing this. They said it could do this now it can't do this I mean, even in part one there was the whole thing where they were like well you can't use it to channel through steel or something except he did channel it through the sword yeah. and the chandelier and all of that stuff and it's and i, I kind of feel consistent. like there there's a bit in part two where joseph's just like oh i can put oil on the sword and then i can use him on and i kind of took that as like a half-assed like callback of like Hey, if you think about it, like maybe Jonathan put oil on his sword and the story just doesn't call this out or anything. I don't know. Like that almost seemed that almost seemed like a real late, like a weird brief moment of Iraqi having lucidity over his own story and going like, oh, this thing's inconsistent and I should like do something in universe to explain it. 
Do you think uh, Geralt of Rivia putting oil on his swords is a reference to Jojo? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Uh, but, like, to, to also kind of, like... The, the thing with his leg wound is it doesn't come up again after this. That's another one of those things of Araki writing in this moment that happens that has a lot of attention drawn to it, and then we completely forget about it just like a couple minutes later and it's never revisited again. Yeah. Like that thing with Haman can't travel through this. Oh, it's traveling through a sword. Like that's another, that's an extension of that. Yep. Yeah. Which like in, in a way I admire that. In a way I admire that because I think that we would not have this weird one-upsmanship style of writing if not for that like that being an inherent thing to a Rocky. That level of not giving a crap. <laughs> exactly, just not giving a single shit and just letting things progress how he wants them to progress. Fuck any eternal logic, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can kind of look at it as just a function of like the ultimate form of heightening the tension where you just do whatever it takes to like you said one up somebody without actually paying attention to what repercussions it might have or if it actually makes any sense just like oh what can i do to make this even more dramatic i know uh, he'll melt his leg yeah and I, I think, to be fair, part of me thinking about this stuff and becoming critical about it is that we're having this discussion after the fact of watching it. Like, watching the episode, I don't care. Like, the intention's getting, the, the tension is getting ramped up so much that I'm invested in everything that is happening as it is happening, and I'm not dwelling too much on the stuff that I just saw. No, because you just think like, uh, oh man, he turned his hand into a squirrel. Shit! Squirrel vampire ate squirrel. It's in Stroheim's stomach. Ah! Stroheim was in that pontoon. Fuck. Anyway, okay, he. It's it's specifically coming back and having this conversation with you that breaks my head. <laughs> it's the best part. It's poisoning me. The best part of waking so... up is JoJo in your cup. <laughs> How did Jojo get in my cup? Oh, well, that's a stand power. It's aqua necklace, you see. Anyway. <laughs> oh, aqua, real quick. Um, I guess we, we, had that, we had that question last week. What would your stand be called and what would its power yeah, be? Yeah, you and gave I thought a, of a stupid be- answer. You idiot. I, yeah, I thought of a better one. This is George's chance at, at retribution. Okay. My stand would be called the good son, and the power would be to briefly know my father's acceptance. Now that's a stand. It powers me up. Because <laughs> Dad's proud of me. So, okay. uh, Lake Wound is vaporizing. Uh, Cars boasts that he can use Haman hundreds of times more powerfully than Joseph. Seems like it. Uh, this, this specifically reminds me of two bits from Dragon Ball, where <sighs> Tien and... <laughs> no! Stop! <laughs> It, it it reminds me specifically of when Tien uses a Kamehameha and everyone's fucking flabbergasted by it. And he's just like, bitch, it's a Kamehameha. Everyone can do it. Krillin can do it. This is like, this is the same thing of cars just going like, yeah, dumbass, I can use Haman. Yamcha can do it. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Cars just like, dude, Yamcha can use a mom. <laughs> so, uh, Stroheim and Joseph in that moment resign themselves to death. Uh, mm-hmm. Stroheim says it is like a frog realizing he's about to be swallowed by a snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Cars summons a tremendous amount of Haman and then prepares to send Joseph off. But Joseph produces the red stone of. This is my last chance to get this right. Better get it. Redstone of Asia. Yes. Close enough. I... Yes, I did it. I said it close enough. I'm proud of you, boy. Proud. Uh, it's like I just used my stand. The good song. <laughs> Stando. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you this because it's like in part four and you're not going to probably even remember it by the time we get there. The The name or the saying stand user in Japan is something like Stando Saida Stando Saida. Wait, no. Stando Kaiba or something like that. But there's this bit where they're explaining that stand users will get like... The stand users just naturally are attracted to each other. Like, they'll just end up meeting by chance. <laughs> Not... Come on. Like, <laughs> Sorry. It's like, very late. Uh, and when saying this in the Japanese, he's just saying, like, Stando Kaisa, Stando Kaisa. <laughs> like, that's how it's said. I don't know. I really like that part. Uh, it was pretty good. Well, he... he... Puts the stone into the path of Karz's attack, similar to when he was falling down the uh, the the cliff. And because Karz is shooting Hamond, it it amplifies through the stone, past Joseph's head, and into the volcano, which causes the volcano to explode. Neo volcano is about to e x p l o d e. Uh, the chunk of land they're on erupts into the sky also and cars is like yeah the theme song from part one starts playing yeah yeah i i did write that down of like also the opening theme from phantom blood is going on yeah uh almost like this whole season is referred to as phantom blood in certain materials that's not though uh, but Cars is like, I'm turning into a bird. Peace. <laughs> He's like, okay, this was a really great plan to get me up here, but uh, I have wings, so whatever. I fucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you forgot is... that I have wings. Fucker. Joseph's severed hand was also propelled by the eruption. <laughs> And yeah. his fingers sink into Cars' throat. Just by <laughs> just chance. So... Yeah, it just happened. Uh, so Joseph starts Sherlocking again. Uh, he predicts that Cars will ask if this was all part of Joseph's plan. Uh, his taunt and his arm is a distraction uh, that would seal Cars' fate. Uh, because now hot rocks are also flying up and hitting Cars, which are propelling him higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joseph starts saying, like, yes, it was all planned from the beginning, every detail. Uh, but then he admits to himself, like, he's just doing this to piss cars off. Like, yep. for the first time in Joseph's life, none of this is according to any plan. Shit's just working out. Yep. Uh, like, I, I love that the way Joseph wins 
is for once in his life not having a plan. And at some point somebody says, I think it's Joseph, maybe when the hand flies up, says, Earth surprises again. <laughs> uh, so Cars ends up reaching escape velocity and is <laughs> flung into the cold dead of space. Uh, and then Stroheim is recovered eight hours later and informs Speedwagon that Joseph Joestar has died because uh, he was on a rock that went into the fucking stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like uh, a and good assumption to make. It cuts back to Cars saying one of my favorite things in this series so far, which is just, I'm in outer space? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, I know I can get back into the atmosphere by using these uh, whammo tubes, as I'll call them. Yeah. Uh, and he shoots uh, them out, and he's like, oh, no, it's freezing as the air comes out. This isn't good. So he grows wings, and I don't know how that would help them since there's no <laughs> air resistance in space. Yep, uh, I thought the same thing. Maybe he doesn't know uh, how that works. Nope. I mean, he's, you know, he's uh, but... an ancient Aztec dude. He doesn't know about space. That's, you know, Cars is technically the first man in space. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Even beat Leica up there. Uh, those freeze over too, and eventually he turns into stone, uh, as the narrator says, trapped between animal and mineral, and he looks super <laughs> fucking gross. Yeah. Man, uh, so he... this is, you know, Cars is a bad guy, but still this is super depressing. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's the, like, the... He, he, it says that he is going to float through space for all eternity. He will never come back. He is frozen there, still alive, and eventually he just stops thinking. Yeah, the the I quoted the exact line for mine was, he will float through space forever as a strange object never to return to Earth. Yeah. It's messed up. And, yeah. Yeah, like... They they could have done in this something where, like, one day astronauts on some sort of expedition find this object floating in space, and they take it in, and they get murdered, and then Cars somehow manages to intuit how a space shuttle works, and makes his way back to Earth to get his revenge on the Joestar family. But they are very specific to mention, Cars is never coming back ever again. Well, I mean... Okay, so I I wouldn't expect this level of science from Araki from what we've seen so far. But obviously if he's headed away from Earth, like by the time that people could figure out space travel, he would be so far away that That's true. there's kind yeah. of no way anybody would get to him. It's like uh remember that episode of Futurama? where Bender gets shot out of, like, the torpedo bay or something uh, as they are moving at light speed, I think. And so since he is then moving even faster, then there's no way to catch up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh, everyone, we, we jump, we have a bit of a time skip, only, like, a few months later. Uh, everyone is holding a funeral for Joseph. Uh, Messina is there, so he survived. Yeah, Messina! Yeah. My boy. Uh, and this is so fucked up. What Joseph does, <laughs> he sneaks up behind Arena and covers her eyes and goes, guess who? 
Well, he also doesn't even know why they're there. He's just like, I have a funeral for somebody. Oh, that's cool. Hey, so check it out. I got these weird, crazy fingers because Stroheim get, got me a cool robot hand. And, yeah, uh, and then like the Germans got called to war, I guess, but we don't need to talk about that. Check <laughs> out my robot hand. Yep. So, okay, but that does kind of reinforce what I was saying is that they were not actually at yes. war yet at that point. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, well, you know, that stuff. Uh, so he's, he married Susie Q. Uh-huh. Uh, which, you know, who could have predicted after we found out literally the only other woman <laughs> he could have a child with in this part is his mom. Well, it is Japan. I mean, you know, yeah. ma- made in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, but Susie Q nursed him back to health, uh, and then I, I really Joseph like... realizes she never sent a damn letter to anyone to tell them that he survived. They also, I just really like how when it shows her nursing him back to health, it just has like a few frames of her feeding him and just moving the fork around as he's trying to eat from it. I thought that was nice. Yeah, they actually have kind of... We don't get to see much of it, but they have kind of a cute relationship going by this point. Yeah. Well, and um, I... Susie, her daughter, who you'll see in part three, actually acts yes. a lot like her. Absolutely. Um, I, I will go ahead and admit now that I was so curious after watching this episode, I got a little bit ahead of myself, and I watched the first episode of part three. What? Yeah, I fucked up going against the, the rules way, the, that's bad the way this one ended i so badly needed to see like the next like little tiny needed a taste a tiny little just, taste just a little and i only intended to watch like the first five minutes and i watched the whole thing <laughs> i mean you see like the first five minutes at the end of yeah. this that's why i kept watching <laughs> so i was like fuck it's just the same thing um also when Joseph is learning that she never sent a letter, his hand is like freaking out. Yeah. It's just like she's wiggly like, waggling. Yeah, she's like, can you stop with the clickety clacks? And then he starts like chasing her around a graveyard. Yep. And also, I think this is the first time Joseph says, oh no! <laughs> yes, yeah, this is the first time he says it in a graveyard. Yeah. Uh, so we get a little uh, what happened to so-and-so thing. Yeah. At the end of this, kind of catching up, like where style. are they now? Um, I like that. Smokey tries to tell Joseph who Lisa Lisa is. It's unsuccessful. Speedwagon tries to tell him, unsuccessful. Instead of a big reveal moment, it's just in like this little credits thing of going like, "Yeah, Joseph found out eventually." <laughs> yeah, and okay, so I I did write all of these down. Uh, okay. Lisa One Lisa... of these made me very sad, by the way. Yeah. Lisa Lisa remarried to an American screenwriter in 1948. Came back to the States. Was doing okay. Not on the run anymore for, you know, ki- yeah. killing a guy and burning his body, as far as people think. Were they just like, did she just finally get to explain to someone, like, no, it was a zombie? And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, a zombie. Okay. Yeah. That checks out. Uh, Granny Arena died in 1950 at the age of 81, surrounded by the whole, the whole family. The whole crew was there. Yep. Uh, and then, R.I.P. Robert E.O. Speedwagon. 
died in 1952 at age 89 of a heart attack. Yeah, and he uh, stayed single. Yep. Single every day of his life. Not many people know this. Speedwagon, asexual. Confirmed bachelor. Speedwagon. Yeah. But I'm bummed, because that means we're not going to see Speedwagon anymore. He's not, but I will tell you that the Speedwagon Foundation continues to play a very major role in many parts. Good. Good. Well, Speed I mean, it did make it, it, did make it sound like in this, like, the Speedwagon Institute would sort of exist beyond him. Oh, yeah. I, that is his legacy. Like, even in Part 4, there's a lot of stuff about, like, oh, the Speedwagon Foundation is coming to help with this and so Good. they are allies to the Joe Stars forever. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm glad that we still at least get to hear the Speedwagon name. Yeah, you still get Speed the Wagon. Hell yes. Uh Smokey went to college, majored in political science, and became the first black mayor of his town in Georgia. Nice. Seems like eh, could have gone a little bit further. That maybe could have been a little higher than mayor, tell, although I guess at the time... Yeah. yeah. Tell me about what great things Stroheim did <laughs> for civil rights. Stro- uh, <laughs> not, not so much for civil rights, but it says that he died an honorable death on the front lines of Stalingrad in 1943. I really like that Stroheim survived fighting pillarmen and <laughs> vampires, and then he just fucking bit it in a... St- Stupid ass battle in the middle of World War Two, and it also does show him in Stalingrad popping the guns out of his shoulders <laughs> and walking off. Yeah, he he actually screams, "German medical science is best in the world!" One more time. Yeah. Uh, but we flash forward now to 1987, the year yeah. of my birth. Oh, really? Everyone was. Yep. Everyone. Uh, George. George H.W. Bush was in office. Uh, there, there was. I'm what, pretty sure. Was he? Or was Reagan? Eighty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, was Bush he... was in office in eighty-seven. I thought H.W. was only eighty-eight to ninety-two. Hmm. You know, maybe. I thought he was only one term. And then. No, no. Uh... Any, any, anyway. Okay. I was born in nineteen eighty-seven. So <laughs> okay, that's the important thing. That's yeah, that's neat. Uh, Joseph is uh old. He's older. He is wiser. He is racist against Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he gets hit by like in the airport. A dude bumps into him in her shin, and the dude is like apologizing. He's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't see you there, man." And Joseph is like, "You know, it happens." It, it was a mistake. We're cool. Wait a second. Are you Japanese? And he's like, yeah. And Joseph just smashes the hell out of this two chin. And is like, well, in that case, fuck you. Yeah. Because he talks about how his daughter married a Japanese guy. And now she, he never sees her again. So I'll never forgive that damn Japanese. I do like my Walkman, though. Yep. <laughs> he just, pops just the slams in, in the disc and plays the theme music to Phantom Blood. Uh, I did check this part out because it seemed very weird to me to have a character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure actively turn on music and have it not be a music reference. Mm-hmm. So I had to check, and it's the, uh, he puts in, I think it's a Beatles album. 
Oh, okay. I don't remember. I think it's like a cassette. You know what? For once, oh, I'm going go to go get, get the book. book. Okay. No, I get to vamp. I'll take this opportunity to mention that ha mm, that having seen actually, yeah, I'll wait till he comes back for this. That's fine. Hi, I'm back. This book can't I, be I that got... far. Oh. Hello, I'm here. Okay, what's it say? Uh, I'm trying to pull open the page here. Uh, yeah, it just says the Beatles. Oh. Well, it's, I, I it, guess it'd be the White Album then. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't have a specific like name for the album; just says the Beatles. Oh, well, uh, but it does have this cool on the on the Walkman. Uh, it just has like this texture put on of a Sony Walkman, so this thing looks hyper realistic compared to like the rest of the art on these yeah. two pages. Product placement. Yeah, uh, it happens happens again in the first part or the first episode of part three. Another instance like this where a character is drinking a beer and it wasn't obviously, I think it was like a fake beer and I had to look up like, but did they use like a real one? <laughs> they uh, do. Also, strange here seeing like I've seen what old Joseph looks like in part three. And so seeing him like not looking so hot here was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Which but, to be fair, like space of time between the production of of this episode and part three i'm sure yeah oh yeah i I mean all of the character designs and everything in three and four look way better than they do here yeah but we're not quite done yet because we get a little uh as the credits are going we get a little post-credits sting uh where aunt may catches joseph taking off his spider-man costume <laughs> yeah Yeah, you see um, some guys pulling up a chest out of the water. And uh, oh, boy. they're like, oh man, I bet there's some cool treasure in here. Oh boy. <laughs> and they chip off the barnacles and it says Dio on it. Oh! <laughs> and My then, Dio is back! <laughs> and then just a cutaway to a jail cell of a delinquent sitting in it. And shadows yeah and that's it Rooting. yep uh funny thing that kind of stood out to me though there were not two coffins dio Ooh. had the one coffin and that is what arena used to escape so this is one one more last thing of rocky just being like oh. yo fuck it i know i established things differently but I need to do something else. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I think the way that he ended Phantom Blood, like, I think it's not going to surprise anyone. I've sort of already figured this out on my own, that the reason that Dio is not just a head now is he probably was successful in taking Jonathan's body. Well, you'll have to find out. It could be, it could be sticks, but... Even in that scenario... Man, Father Sticks. Look, I don't think he took a drunkard's body. That is my reasoning for why he took Jonathan's. Uh, that and I have seen art prior to this where he has a star on his shoulder. Oh, so. stop spoiling everything. Yeah. I That 
also popped up in like a manner in which I really couldn't avoid it. Like to be to be fair, part of the hazard of doing this is all of this is incredibly old material that it is not so hard to end up spoiling something for yourself totally instantly. Yep. I mean it's even like we can mentioned it about the credits. Like they don't care about spoiling it because everybody knows that stuff already. Yeah. So Suda's notes. Episode twenty six, the ascendant one. Suda says Takako Shimizu, the key animation director, was the sole animation director for the final episode. Everyone who worked on the key animation was a very skilled individual. Toshiyuki Kato, the storyboard artist and episode director, said, This episode was the most fun to work on. Ha ha ha. This episode was extremely well done and is worthy of being the final episode. The build-up towards Carr's defeat, the way the tone changes from This is bad to I did it, then finally... I'll stop thinking. (laughs) Uh, Okay. It was a very exciting turn of events. This is truly a traditional shonen manga story. Nothing more traditional than squirrel hands. (laughs) You know what there, that's that's probably an iTunes approved description for this episode if you're looking for one. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Honestly, I think Cars was the star of episode 26. Joseph's character was already established, so I thought it would be more interesting if we established who Cars is. Originally, we had drawn many more scenes about his past, but we had to cut them due to time constraints. What? How many more scenes could you even have? They were a group of dudes and they killed everyone in the end. For the scene at the graveyard, it's raining in the original manga, but becomes sunny in the anime. 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 I think that Redstone of Anime. I think that makes it feel more like a final episode. <laughs> Alright. At the end, I tried to make it feel as if Jotaro were saying, I hope part three of the manga, due to all your love, becomes an anime. What? <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing about Jotaro in that part that <sighs> Remember Let's the part where Jotaro looks into the camera and he's like, Thank you for watching part two. Please support the official release. Don't use a bootleg website. That doesn't fund this at all. We'll never get a part five if you do that. George. Hi, <laughs> Hi I'm Jotaro Kujo. Please go to my Patreon. <laughs> But Please consider dropping me off a tip on my Ko-Fi. <laughs> Here's my Venmo. <laughs> but according to the rules of the horror genre, the more elegant way to end it would have been to stop at the part when the coffin was lifted from the ocean. <laughs> Suda just like, yeah, we messed up. We shouldn't have gone that far, but oh well. I don't know. I do kind of like them knocking the barnacles off. No, I do I mean, think that, that's that a, part's a really... fine. I think he's saying they shouldn't yeah. have shown Jotaro oh, in this. So. Not showed. Okay, yeah, now I could get behind that. And that's all that Suda wrote. And now you know the rest of the story. Good day. Goodbye, Suda. Goodbye. Bye, Suda. We'll well, miss maybe you. one day we'll read more stuff that you wrote. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, who knows? You know, if that thing comes out and it's like a 60 damn dollar Blu ray set, who's oh, to it say? Is. 
or half of them. <laughs> you know, twenty six nice. episodes. It's good to know that uh, in this point of time where anime is more widely accepted in the mainstream of America, that bullshit still costs too damn much money. I mean, it is too much, but at least it's like in a big, nice box like this with the book and the cards and everything. Whereas in the old sure. days, like it would be four episodes on a DVD for $30. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking of my volume one of Serial Experiments Lane that I paid 30 bucks for at we a Best Buy back in the day. You mentioned exactly this exact thing, long. this exact example you've already used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that's it is my go to. But whatever anime releases still fucked up it turns out after all these years yeah that's it but, for yeah. these episodes of part two and oh man next week we'll be back with a wrap-up a summary of this whole season and then after that we'll be going into part three Do stardust little, uh, crusaders special special send-off for Battle Tendency and and Phantom Blood. What's that? Which I can't imagine we will spend too much time on because fuck Phantom Blood. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I will say, uh, before we, we wrap this up, I, I know... I was just going to say, I know when, when we started this thing, you told me Phantom Blood is the worst part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I couldn't comprehend why. Because I enjoyed it a whole lot, but now that battle tendency is done, like I, I get it. Like it steps up so damn much in part two. Yeah, and we'll uh talk about that more next time. So save something yeah. for that. Never. Thank you. Bye. See you next time.